When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the Oscar-nominated editor for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Mikkel E.G. Nielsen. Call him Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been dull. The other night, two hours, you spent talking to me about the things you found in your little donkey shite that day. Well, it wasn't me little donkey shite. It was me pony shite, which shows how much you were listening. If you don't stop talking to me... Colin! And if you don't stop bothering me, I have a set of shears at home. And each time you bother me from this day on, I'll take those shears and I'll take one of my fingers off with them. And I'll give that finger to you until I have no fingers left. Does this make things clearer to you? Not really, no. Starting from now. But shush like, Polly. You know, shush like. Yeah, I'd shush like. Would you not want him to have to do the one finger to see if he was bluffing like? No, we wouldn't. Because worse comes to worse, you can still play the fiddle with four fingers, I bet you. Going back to your own gang now, Parry. I'm talking to me! Are you? Why aren't you talking to Parry no more? That wouldn't be a sin now, would it, Father? No, but it's not very nice either, is it? Do you know who we remember for how nice they was in the 17th century? Who? Absolutely no one. Yeah, we all remember the music at the time. Everyone to a man knows Mozart's name. I don't, so there goes that theory. Can't be waiting around for any more of this madness. Let's just call it quits. We won't call it quits. We'll call it the start. You know, Mikkel, this is not our first time speaking this award season. We uh, we chatted for a promo for Searchlight about a month back. You got a haircut. I did get a haircut. Good memory. <laughs> you know, I was um, I was talking to a Danish sound editor friend of mine named Peter Albrechtson and mentioned yeah. you, and he said that you guys went to school together. It is. That's true. Uh, it's very cool. He spoke very highly of you and your work. So the uh, the Danes are having a moment between the two of you and then Flea last year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's dive in here. So 
First off, huge congratulations on uh, nomination number two. Very Thank cool. Thank you. Um, you know, John Gregory was a, a wonderful longtime editor of Martin McDonough's, and uh, I imagine big shoes to fill. He sadly passed away. So tell me a little bit about how you came to work with Martin on this project and if you kind of reviewed any of Gregory's style on his previous Martin McDonough films, or if you just kind of decide to approach this all with a fresh set of eyes? Well, first of all, I knew of John Gregory, and I studied his films in film school, and he was a huge inspiration to me. Uh, so therefore, obviously, um, him passing away, which was very, very sad, uh, right before they started shooting, um, I was very honored to be asked to fill those shoes because they're very big. Um, and also, I don't really know if I can do a film like this because I've re never really tried it. I've never tried to balance comedy and 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 drama this way. And certainly, but but I really connected with Martin's script and the musicality of the script and the characters. And of course, I was. Um, very intrigued uh, to see is there anything that I can somehow bring to the table um, and see if I can maybe even uh, lift the project a little bit and, and bring something so so and that's a that's like a learning process and that's little by little I very much I, I definitely knew that that it's all about character and it's character, character, character in this one. You have to find your characters. Uh, I also know that Martin is very strong in in, um, in structure, just by reading the script. Um, so, so it's not like there's a lot of uh, structural problems from the script, which will reveal itself when you then put an assembly together. So I also knew uh, that that we really had time to work with the characters uh, and finding the characters uh, and, and find that balance of, of, of the characters. And then maybe even that, that the film can have a unique feeling or uh, if we somehow can find a key into the material and to the sequences, how to uh, intrigue you and me as an audience into almost like this mythical fable of digging into something and then also leaving it at some point. Mm. And it, it's obviously it has to be in the material, but the material was very, very rich. And there was so much about this idea also bringing nature and animals into this film as characters. So therefore, it became very clear uh, that that there's something interesting about digging in through the skies and finding your main character, even with that rainbow and a big smile. I love that shot. Yeah, and you go with him. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of problems on his shoulders in that shot. He's just a happy lad. He's just <laughs> a walking there and then you don't know where he's walking but also with the music and and that bulgarian choir which almost puts you into this feeling or emotion of um, something i had the feeling that it would it should be a little bit like when my parents told or read me these stories uh good night stories uh, mm. 
then you found and then and and they lived happy ever after almost like a fable of these these stories Hans Christian Andersen we had those we have those in Denmark obviously uh, so 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 um, finding that balance and the tone of the film is key but obviously it's all about the characters mm-hmm. and I obviously knew of John's work coming back to what you asked uh, his work is absolutely amazing especially with his character work you know something I studied in film school I remember seeing naked for the first time mm. I saw this raw performance from a character and I've never seen I felt I've never seen it before it was almost like for me watching a documentary even though I knew that it was like an actor and it had something to do with how they treated it and Mike Lee does it in a lot of his films but that also has a lot to do with how John Gregory would approach the material and try and find find it in the material and find the 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 honesty and truthness in the character and and that has been like a a learning process and also an inspiration and try to bring that into this one and i think that that given that uh, most of the, uh, the the cast knew martin has worked with him before also so i really sense that there was like a rich quality to it and he even sometimes took them places where they not normally maybe have been i i, I mean i wouldn't know but given that they all afterwards really give really, really interesting performances, also compared to what they have done previously before, I found that really interesting. And it has to come from one place. First of all, it's a really good script with really good characters, but then also that there's this feeling of being taken good care of. And that's all points towards the director, I would say. So, so finding the the material and working with that uh, definitely told us little by little how how and and to mold and find uh, find it in the material and then uh, shaping these sequences and then suddenly it just gets its own language almost mm-hmm. or how it wants to be put together so if that's from john gregory or if it's from me or if it's from martin it's probably a hybrid yeah Probably a hybrid. Also from uh, other movies that we've seen, knowing that you want to do like a beautiful Irish movie uh, and a very sad breakup story between two friends, that is one world where you can see it. But then, uh, if you're inspired by westerns, you play with the the, the widest yet sometimes, and mm-hmm. also rhythm in the dialogue scenes. Because it's in Irish, there's so much uh, richness in the way they they deliver the lines. So there's so much musicality in it as well. And then suddenly you place a pause in between because you have to give a little bit of information for the next scene or something. So you have to find that balance of how, how long to hold it. And hopefully that that's like a, my kind of idea of, of, of editing a story like this, but also probably some of the other films I've done previously, is that it, it should almost be invisible. You shouldn't feel the edits. It's not about being showy. I could easily do montages where it would be much more you 
as an audience being uh, aware of what we're actually doing uh, and how we're blocking it and how we're working with the edits and being more, much more aggressive. But it should almost feel like you're invited in on this journey with all these characters and then you leave it again. And you are there and you're present. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and obviously you talk about the musicality, you talk about the dialogue, but I do love how you chose to open with a shot of us pushing down this world. And then when we leave this story, it's all very cyclical because we yeah. pull out of this big shot above the clouds like that. And it, uh, it it's cool how you guide us into that story. You ease us in, you slowly drag us back out like that. Thank you. Okay. So one thing I was curious about is you working with the sound team and Carter Burwell for kind of the soundscape of this film. Because I notice that a lot of times it seems like the audio track is almost deliberately empty at times. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, it's it's something that Martin wanted. So we did have the possibility of, of also trying to make it much more rich in the ambience, should you hear it. But little by little, you peel it off and you you, you sense and it becomes like that onion that you and then then you find out that hey wait a second what if we the ambience further back further back further back because suddenly there's room for something which is super interesting about the dialogue or the between the characters maybe even we add these plot sounds of for example a Jenny that gets a voice from a bell but it's only because everything else is so sparse that suddenly you just hear that bell very precise how it's being placed martin was like extremely precise <laughs> we play around and it's like not that one that one yes that one it should sound like that and we tried so many different bells and it's nicola my assistant who did the, did all the sound because the sound guys afterwards they were like okay we need to do the foley and it should be really proper but we went back and we actually added what we had in the edit because it had the sensibility and it also had the the thing that we were very aware we needed to be do exactly like this, not like this, but exactly like this. And it stands out. And you know that it's Jenny. That's just a, a sound example. It could also be uh, uh, how much do you need to, to to hear of the waves in the background, the birds, the animals, should should there be, but even in the pop scenes, when they're having the arguments. It's completely crowded, but you almost don't hear them. You don't have yeah. any. Uh, uh, and then it, it it really suddenly has its own world because it's not something that you used to see. Therefore, you also are hopefully a little more engaged in mm -hmm. what you see or hear. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, it's certainly... Uh really makes us fixate on what the characters are saying. And as you said, like with Ginny the donkey, a couple of those key bell sounds. You have said this before, but I would love you to say it for people who listen to our podcast. Tell me how much of 
Brendan Gleeson's fiddle playing was your editing and how much was just the fact that Brendan Gleeson is a gifted musician himself? I mean, it's all Brendan Gleeson. That's incredible. Yeah. And he wrote those songs himself, his original fiddle pieces, didn't he? I think so. No, I know. Uh, he did. Yeah, he wrote them. Uh, which makes sense for his character. I mean, oh, it, for sure. it, it feels right because it is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, um, so, yeah, he did all that. And then uh, the last sequence I want to ask you about is um, without getting spoilery, to the extent you can, tell me about putting together kind of the final montage as Colin Farrell writes a letter to his sister and we kind of see how everything plays out. I know it's tough without getting spoilery, but it's a really just powerful sequence. No, it is, but it has to go with the first one because there's also one from Siobhan to him. And it, it's about how and where you place music. First of all, it, it, it has a lot to do with how Carter has created themes for the different, uh, like a friendship theme. Even Dominic has uh, one, um, the island, the animals. And, and those are things that you can suddenly then dial up and down in, mm -hmm. in the montages. So they also become emotional. Uh, and then it's about the wording and what you see, what image goes with what word and, and should it be, should it play uh, like cheese and uh, cheese on cheese, uh, like see say, you say what you see, or should it uh, uh, sometimes go against each other? Like a word, like everything is going, otherwise uh, everything is going well, but you see a house on fire. <laughs> that becomes like contradicting, <laughs> in, yeah. in, uh, which is uh, also interesting for the character uh, himself. And then it's obviously just really playful to play with these uh, montages because there's so much you can do with them. And there's so much uh, rhythm and uh, musicality again that you can play with. And and even if you can have like uh, multiple plot stories that has to to work, like a, a, a police officer almost going to to get someone who's then being stopped by another one who who's mm -hmm. then, it's it's like playing also with time, what is present and what is you kind of figuring out what is uh, where are we? Is this present time or was that present time or is mm. that playing around with all these things? Very elegantly, actually, uh, and and that has to that that's all Martin because he had so many uh, possibilities as well and options, so it was very playful, uh, and and that's sometimes where where a lot of these uh, music videos come very handy uh, to have tried these things earlier. The music you know, videos, you said. Yeah, because that's a learning process. It's like mm. uh, you have a track of three minutes and you have to tell a story within three minutes. Mm learn so much about uh, how to balance and how to to be on a beat or not be on a beat or how to work with uh, uh, characters in these things. Uh, yeah, okay. That, uh, that's, that absolutely... that's like the toolbox that you can then uh, learn from or from a commercial or from a whatever as an editor. And it probably even goes for DPs as well and stuff like that. But for me, at least, that's, that's where it becomes very much... Uh, that you can dig into what I also sometimes do and 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 work on, right? 
Well, I think we're about out of time. Um, I know that we're going to see you working, I think, on the movie Lee with Kate Winslet. Uh, have you decided any other projects that you're going to be working on before long as well? No, I I mean, I'm on one project at a time. And then yeah, it makes sense. See what happens in life? Well, I hope that... Um, since you're such a fan of Mike Lee, it'd be very cool if you get to, whenever he, whenever he gets around to giving us another film, it'd be really cool if you get to work with him. An amazing director. For he sure. is. Well, uh, congratulations again on your nomination and um, good luck once again come Oscar time. Who knows? This could be number two. We shall see. But uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk. Thank you so much. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Will Matthews' interview with the Oscar-nominated editor for The Banshees of Sharon, Mikkel E.G. Nielsen, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Banshees of Sharon is nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Film Editing, and is up for your consideration in all of its nominated categories. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.